Agenda setting conversations of the day. Good morning, 11 after 8. You know the number one news coming out of SAA that it's now going to have two direct routes, from one from Cape Town, one from Johannesburg to Sao Paulo in Brazil for the first time in quite a while. I think these are actually SAA's first intercontinental flights since COVID. And you know SAA has been going through, well, a difficult process seems to be uh, moving ahead now. The uh, chair of the interim board at SAA is Derek Hanukom. Mr. Hanukom, good morning. Morning, Stephen. I'm well, thank you. Not a very strong line, so I'm going to ask you to speak as uh, loudly as you can. How important are these two new routes? Uh, Is that better? Uh, I'm afraid not. We're going to try to call you back. Uh, Sorry about that. Derek Honecom is the chair of the interim board of SAA. Let's see if we can speak to him uh, through another means. But sometimes you do have these problems, uh, as you know, with communicating with people. We'll be talking about Twitter in a little while and changes they've been making there. I don't know if Twitter has the same power that it used to. I mean, it used to sort of be the thing that everybody spoke about. You know, what's happening on Twitter? I wonder if people have sort of moved away from that. Maybe they've moved to someone else. I don't know. Uh, To something else, I should say. I'm really not sure. But different people, of course, have different views on all of this. Um, But we'll be taking your cause on this. We'll be talking also in a little while about tax data and other issues. Derek Hanukom back with us. Now, Mr. Hanukom, good morning. Derek Hanukom, hello, are you there? Hello. It's a bit like talking to Banyana Banyana this morning, Mr. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Is, I, is, that, is that better, Stephen? It is, thank you. How important are these routes from Cape Town and Johannesburg to Sao Paulo? How important are they for SAA? Well, uh, very important, Stephen, not only for SAA, but I think it's it's very good news for tourism as well, because it's the, there is no, as we speak, there's no direct um, route, direct link uh, between Sao Paulo or anywhere in Brazil and South Africa. So this will give it the direct link, which in, inevitably, necessarily will give tourism a boost, um, a tourism from Brazil and other South American countries for that matter. Is that particularly uh, why Cape Town has been included as, uh, uh, you know, in that way? Why Cape Town is actually the route, one of the routes that you're using, not just Joburg? Well, both. I think Joburg, Joburg is important for trade. Uh, you know, every, every flight not, carries not only passengers, but carries freight as well. So I think it's very important for trade. But Joburg also with the proximity to the national parks. So people go to Joburg for different reasons. The demand, especially from Brazilians, the, the you know Cape Town is the attractive place. So, the demand for flights to Cape Town is high, uh, but they are both important. So, and and different and different times of the year, the importance might be greater from one um, place rather than the other. I think for flights, it's we shouldn't only see it for people uh, as people flying from Brazil to Cape Town, or Johannesburg, but people flying from South Africa to Brazil. And you are probably going to get more people flying from the Gauteng area to Brazil. So, you know, they both have advantages. It's good to do both for that matter. But the, certainly for Cape Town, this is Cape tourism in Cape Town. This is a big boost. Are you likely to sort of then change flights according to the seasons, change the number of flights that you have every week? No, not not for this route. It's, it's um, it, you know, we, we, we want to have it a set and reliable route. There'll be two flights a week from both, uh, both between Cape Town, Sao Paulo, and Johannesburg, Sao Paulo, and and we want to keep it at that. And that and that, you know, a lot of uh, calculation has gone into that. Uh, we're quite confident that it will be profitable. It has to be, um, but it it will be good news beyond the profitability for the airline alone. 
the situation facing SAA, and there's a whole lot going on in the deal, which um, you know is a bit complicated, and I don't think you can you can speak much about. But um, and there were the, there was a sort of um, a competition, a commission tribunal uh, proceedings last week. But just getting the airline up and running at the moment, this is obviously a big step in terms of getting it back to maybe not quite how it was because the world's changed since then, but certainly in making progress. How's that going? Do you feel that the airline is a lot better than it's been in the last two years? Well, yeah, uh, because the uh, airline had virtually collapsed, it was facing liquidation. The um, you know the the deal that was struck with Takatsu actually saved the airline from being liquidated. Um, you know, it had been in business rescue, uh, and then since then, since September uh, twenty twenty one, which is less than two years, there's been a slow um, restoration of of the airline and functionality of the airline. Um, in the course, of, and uh, you know, routes have been increasing, especially inter-African routes. Routes on on the continent have been increasing. At the moment, we have twelve routes. That's still a far cry from where we were before, but it's growing, and that's the good news. Um, the Takatsu deal itself, I should say that, you know, of course, it's it's encountering its own difficulties. We're not directly as a board engaged with that, but you know, that would represent a. A good um, capital infusion, and um, it will en- enable SAA to grow much more rapidly. With a obviously then with a, a very different kind of airline, with a 51% shareholding, which will be held by Takatsu Consortium, and 49% by the state. But it it will involve a, uh, an injection of capital over the next few years. I was going to ask, I mean, the airline world, the aviation industry has changed um, uh, since, uh, you know, when SAA ran into the trouble that it did. Um, I think there are a lot more the sort of private sector. Uh, some of them suffered. Of course, one of the airlines, I think, won't ever fly again. Um, but the others have tried to expand the number of flights and basically uh, fly more often. Um, you've got other airlines trying to compete for space around the world. The kind of space that uh, SAA is competing in is different to the one pre-COVID and possibly more difficult for SAA to re-enter? Yeah, I mean, that, that, that is the reality. And of course, the, the entrance in the, in the domestic market in particular and, and flights to other countries on the African continent, that, that is to be welcomed. Um, you know, it's good to have a competitive environment. It's good for our economy. It's good for consumers. Uh, but the, the global environment has been changing very rapidly, because on the one hand, as you say, I mean, uh, as soon as you lose your your flights, uh, other other people come in, other airlines come in. On the other hand, what we've seen now is is a real upward surge in demand. So there are opportunities out there that you know we need to be poised to take advantage of the opportunities. So at the moment, for certain routes, the supply is outstripping demand. Oh, sorry, de- demand is outstripping supply and which is pushing prices upwards, but also creating opportunities. So, you know, we are already looking at our next uh, intercontinental routes and, you know, they're, they're, they're there for the taking. Um, do you believe that ticket prices for consumers are ever going to come down? I mean, for so many people still complain about them. Well, that's the thing, uh, you know, as it, it is a supply and demand situation, as the as more airlines enter the picture, as more flights are are made available, uh, uh, prices tend to come down again. It's a very competitive environment. So the, and I think the competition internally in the domestic market in South Africa has, you know, shown exactly that fluctuating prices when demand is low, 
uh, airlines are forced to bring down their prices. Um, and on the international market, that's, you know, apart from the, for South African buyers of tickets and buyers of flights, uh, the exchange rate has been a factor. But the fact is that the demand, for example, for the London, um, um, all the, the London, Cape Town, London, um, Johannesburg, the demand has been extraordinarily high and it's pushed prices up. So, you know, that has to be on our radar screen as, you know, in the future to resume our flights between London and Johannesburg. I think, Stephen, the next one, we might as well say this, the next flight, the next uh, route that is due and will also happen before the end of the year is the route between Johannesburg and Perth. And the demand is very high. And and in that case, it's, it's almost, um, you know, South Africa specific in some ways because there's a very substantial South African population living in Perth um, who obviously are quite keen on a direct flight from Perth to Johannesburg, which there isn't at the at the moment. Hmm. And so the, that that would be a big difference. Okay, I mean, and that'll be another uh, step. That means SAA is now flying to two continents. I mean, that means that you really are beginning to get going again. That's right, yes. Derek Hanacom, thank you. Chair of the Interim Board of SAA. Well, you heard it, I think, here on SAFM Sunrise. First confirmation from Derek Hanacom there, the Chair of the Interim Board of SAA, that uh, apart from the Sao Paulo flights, which will be starting, the next intercontinental flight that SAA will be looking at will be to Perth.